Welcome campers, this is Aaron and Bryce, your camp host, and you're listening to Breaking Camp Podcast, conversations about the outdoors and everyday life. Oh, how's it going campers? Update, update, correction. Correction? We're getting more of these. I mean, sometimes we find them, sometimes our listeners find them. Wouldn't you say it's more of a, it's less of a correction, more of just a solidifying of the details i think you were I, on the right track i mean yeah but i it's it's definitely a clarification okay lay it on me so listeners act said the fireball you guys get at the store mm-hmm. is wine based instead of so it's wine based, based. I, I knew it wasn't whiskey based to right. be able to sell it in the store right but they're selling more and more of these at groceries at buy mart at gas stations and then he says let's go crabbing <laughs> so i'm zach we're we're in I'm in. We're gonna be crowding yeah. here soon. That'd be awesome. So, oh, so good. That's good. Um, I, you know, if you guys hear um, a, ru- <laughs> a ruckus uh, at any point in the episode, check our story to find out what <laughs> Bryce is doing. We've been swatting <laughs> flies in the studio today. Swatting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Netting, swatting. Netting. You yeah. know, all kinds of things. <laughs> Uh, the the flies this time of year, I don't know what gets into them, but they're just aggressive. Oh, I see. I almost got one right well, there. Well, that reminds me of a couple of things I wanted to talk with you about. Okay. Did you see my note I wrote down where I said, let me tell you about the time I Googled, uh, can men get breast cancer in their <laughs> armpits? Did you see that anywhere? <laughs> I did. I saw it, and I was like, there's got to be more here. What's I, Obviously, there's a concern. There was short-lived concern. Okay. Because all of a sudden I thought, oh, man, I have a lump in my armpit. Do I have breast cancer in my armpit? And I thought I should Google that. And I'm like, I don't want Google to know that I Google that. Uh-huh. And so I just waited a day. It turns mm-hmm. out it was a spider bite. Oh, you got bit by a spider? I got bit by a spider in, in my armpit. Because like all, I get bit by lots of spiders. I don't know if that's a thing for you. Um, I live in an old I, farmhouse. I and don't know. I spend a lot of time in my camper, and so I have a get bit by. It's a frequent occurrence. It's a casualty. But you can usually like, there's yeah. the whole you get bit by a spider. Here's what happens, right? You have yeah. some itching, and then you have some swelling and uh-huh. some redness, and then you have it go away, and you can see, oh, there's the two dots from the spider, where like they <laughs> bite fangs. The fangs. The, yeah. So I didn't Google it. I just worried about it for about two days or so and thought, oh. I mean, I pretty much was like, I'm dying. I have breast cancer in my armpit. Uh-huh. But it was just a... But when you Google, did you Google ride. it? I didn't. I didn't Google it. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Because you would... I didn't want the algorithms to know that uh, that's what I was... You'd probably go Googling. to the library and buy Then all of a computer. sudden, I would start getting ads for like, hey, do you have cancer? Right, right. And then I'd be like... I do. Like, I probably do. <laughs> I'd be worried even yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. But okay. to your point of your flies, these flies are massive, and they're yeah, everywhere they're in here. They're, they're everywhere in here. I didn't see them as much last time we were recording, but yeah. I did see one in the bathroom. There was a huge one. Yes. And these things... <laughs> Like I was in there going to the bathroom, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Is this is this thing gonna bite me in my nethers?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of have to ward them off, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I, I tried to pee it out of the air. Like <laughs> yeah. I, you told me a story about peeing one. a fly out of the air, I and did I did that once. I tried to, so I'm sorry yeah. about the mess in there. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> but that's not what the game we're playing today. The game we're playing no. is like yeah. this is imagine if like you were six mm-hmm. and you're 
grandma got you this fun little kit yep. to collect butterflies. Yes. That's <laughs> this that. is the net that you have. <laughs> it is. And you're swatting. I am. I mean, did you get that from your grandma? I um I salvaged this out of the garbage can um at a lake <laughs> that I was fishing. Somebody uh, took that as their net and they're like, this ain't gonna work. I guess so. <laughs> it broke or something. And I was like, oh, because I've been looking for a net to skim the water um with a fine mesh that so you can like get the bugs and stuff that are hatching out of the water. Oh, this and, not for your redneck hot tub. Nope, not for the redneck <laughs> hot tub. For for the for like entomology, like hey, what's in the oh, water right now? Yeah. Right. Okay. And um, so anyway, the nerds that have taught me to fly fish have nerds. done this, and they and they're like, dude, you got to get a little fish net, and then just you know periodically throughout your day, you want to like strain through the water. Did they mean like a little fish net, like if you had a gold goldfish and you use that? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that they would they would use a smallish one and they just put it in their vest or whatever yeah. they had, you know. Well. I have a kayak, so I have a lot oh, of space. Yeah. And this thing is big. It's like, I don't know, 14 inches maybe across. Yeah. Big circle. So anyway, I just, I don't know. I'm using that to, to, to get the flies. So if if our listener hears some yeah. swatting noises, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. So I have, we had a conversation a little bit, a little while ago. And I've been assessing my coat situation. Okay. Um, we do this about once a year. and You guys just had a major closet purge. Yeah. Is it aligned with that? Yeah, kind of. But now that I'm wearing coats again, hmm. um, yeah. you start hanging them, and you've, you've, it's been a year. Yeah. Or not quite. You know what I mean? It's been a while yeah. since, I've, since I've worn, worn coats. And, and I realize, oh, wow, uh, I have a lot of coats. I typically think... Oh wow! How did all my coats shrink? <laughs> I said that today. <laughs> I didn't say that today. Did you? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, I was like, man, isn't it a shame that sometimes yeah. your coats shrink? And and see, there, I got a little bit of a snarky remark back. I don't know what did you? I don't know why they were saying stuff like well, that's that. Bummer. Yeah. I go through this like my coat shrunk, but then I just maybe get a new coat. Yeah. But I'm reluctant to get rid of the smaller size because I figure oh. one of these days, yeah, I'm gonna fit in that. I'm again. gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm gonna have so many new old clothes to wear. That's right. That's right, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I've been wanting a new puffy. Oh. And and so okay. last year, uh, the family got kind of spoiled, and they they got nice puffies, new ones. Mm. And I didn't. I was like, you know, I'm good. I don't need one. I'm yeah. good, right? Well, this year kind of do. I think. So do you need one or do you want one? How do you merge those two things? I, mm. the, the puffies. So I have, I have a black one and then I have an orange one. Okay. And I have a, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I have a vest one and okay. then I have a waterproof one. Oh, now here's the deal. Obviously the vest is a special interest piece, right? So it gets to stay. Cause and it's pretty new, so I, I'm fine with it. Okay, the orange one is is definitely worn out. I think I've had that over ten years. Okay, um, I've had that that one, and it's starting to unzip from the bottom. Once you zip it, it's super annoying. Okay. So I hate that. So that's gotta go. Um, and then and that's more of a lightweight one, right? Mm -hmm. And then the um, waterproof one, 
it's starting to delaminate. The waterproofing is starting to delaminate from the puffy part. Mm. And so it just looks like it's wearing out. Well, it's not that old. I think it's only like two or three years old. So for me, I don't feel like that's that old. But Did you check the warranty on that? I know. It's Columbia. I don't know. Oh. I, I, yeah, I don't sometimes know. there'll be lifetime warranty on yeah. failure in manufacturing. Not for yeah. not for your 10-year-old orange one, you're not going to get a No, warranty. for sure not, and I would never. But your two-year-old one, you might. Yeah, you know, maybe. So that's worth checking. So I think... So I'm kind of in the le- market. I think you're leaning a little to- more toward need. Ooh, thank you for saying that. Because I have been asking myself this same question yeah. like every day for the past three weeks. If you need a puffy? Well, I can't answer yes to that. But you've been feeling it. You've the been... question I'm asking is a little bit more like, maybe I should buy a new puffy. Mm, I think that's a great question to ask. Because I actually have one in my cart right now that every time I get down to it's like time to click it, yeah. I'm like, I don't need it. Oh. I, got, I mean, I want it. Right. It'll serve a different purpose than the ones I have. It's going to be more of like an everyday wear sort of. It's almost more of like a fashion puffy. Okay. You know? Yeah. But that serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Do I need it? No. No. Yeah. By no means. Because the, the new one I got last year is the ultra cold weather puffy puffy <clears throat> okay. from Big Agnes. Yeah. And so the other ones I have plenty of. Well, then I don't need a new puffy because I have other options that aren't puffy that I could layer and they'd be fine. Hmm. But I do I do want one. So you want one. <laughs> I do. So I have been, I've successfully been able to say I don't need this. Oh, I definitely want one, but right. I don't need it. Right. So, well, well, maybe up next week you can give us an update. Okay. On the puffy, dude. Right. I am hungry. Me too. Let's let's get a snack. Okay. Welcome to Camp Cooler. Uh, today we've got it's kind of snacky. It is bit, snacky, right? I mean, sometimes you're out on the trail, yeah, out in your boat. You just need something in the pocket, yeah. You don't even need something that's in your pocket from like you put it in your pocket this morning, right? You can have something from in your pocket from three trips ago. Yeah, we're always looking for little snacks that would go in the pack, you know. So this this first one, um, oh shoot, I I covered the thing. It's Nature Valley uh, lemon poppy seed. It's a soft baked muffin. It's a muffin bar. And okay, let's look at some of the marketing here on this container. You, okay. you want to do that? Yeah. So we got made with whole grain. Mm. Nature Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, you have naturally flavored, <laughs> and it's a muffin bar. But you That's like it. more of a question, like, is it flavored? And they're like, naturally. Naturally, it's flavored. Yeah. But actually, you know, you look at the top of this bar, here's what I really like, mm-hmm. is that there's the big chunks of sugar yeah, right on the top. I like the sugar. So, so there. there's some trail trail bars. There's some good, you know, food. And this is 160 calories per bar. How many grams of sugar? Um, sugar 22. It's my guess. Wait. Whoa! Only seven, seven grams. And yeah, including six added sugars. Whatever that is. Well, so they made the the muffin bar naturally. And, and they're like, oh, yeah. that's not very good. Very let's, good. Add, let's add, let's start with five grams hey, of sugar. Put in <laughs> Anybody got five grams of sugar? They're like, not enough. Mm-hmm. One more. Okay, Six. that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, but it, it's it's really good. This is definitely my favorite flavor. This lemon poppy seed. Yeah, of a muffin. Good. 
But it's kind of more like a candy bar disguised as a, yeah, I don't know what you'd call that, a trail mix bar, yeah. oatmeal bar. But like poppy seeds, are, so is this going to show up in a drug test? The poppy seeds? I don't know if that's fact or myth. Oh, interesting. I Do you have to take a drug test? No. I'm just wondering if, if it would. Isn't poppy one of those seeds that... I think it can, yeah, because it's poppy, which is where... Opium? Opium is made from. Maybe we should scrape all the seeds into a little pipe and smoke them and see what happens. Or just line them out into a rail and <laughs> snoot them. I'm just going to eat we'll mine. Do bo- we'll do that. We'll have our, our, our base over here. What do they call that? The, the control. The control. He'll just eat a bar. Yeah. And then you'll pull out all the poppy seeds and smoke them. Yeah. See what happens. And then happens. I'll line them out and They're snoot like, them. Oh, my throat is sore. And you're like, well, that's what you get. So speaking of, you know, trail mix bars, kind of uh, candy bars, mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. I brought another one because I'm actually, like, really hungry. Yeah. So um, this one has 20 grams of protein. This one is a Builder's, Cliff Bar, Builder's Protein, 20 grams. But it is a vanilla almond, non-GMO, Dude. complete plant protein. These are really good. So this one has, guess how many grams of sugars that they added to this one? Mm, I'm going to go back to your 22. 16. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It's got icing all over. 290 calories on this one. So when you're looking at, you know, one of the things that you're looking at when you're looking at, there's one thing to have a trail bar that tastes like a candy bar to kind of fool yourself, right? Well, and this one's for gains. This one is for gains. You know. This is a much more calorically dense food. So when you're packing away like some extra food just in case something happens, of the two of these bars, you're probably going to want this one. Yeah. Do you remember those old, like, I think they're power bars that are just, yeah. like, rubber? They're and like they're rocks? Just, yeah. And they're just oh, no. chewy. I know what you're saying. I was chewy, thinking of bars. You bend them, yeah. and they just bend, and it pulls apart like taffy. Yep. I remember those. Oh, they're gross. Yeah, terrible. Calorically dense. Mm-hmm. Probably going to serve you better in a survival situation than your muffin bar. Well, I'd be happy to have it in that situation. <laughs> I would but. I would gladly have any of these in that situation. Mm-hmm. This is good. Thanks for a snack. No, yeah, this is good. We also got some fun beverages. I got a what you got? Unsweetened green tea. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun. Ito in. I like these. I like matcha tea. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just think it tastes like leaves and grass, which it kind of does. It does. But you got a little oat milk in there, a little agave or some honey or something. Sure. So this, I don't mind this flavor. It's just green tea, right? Green tea. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got a bite in my mouth. You got a pretty interesting looking can there. Is that a beer? It no. does. It does say Anheuser Busch. Okay. On my can. Um. But interesting. Interestingly enough, it's water. So oh, like hop water. Um, it's water, 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 water. Yeah. Um. So it says for more than so. Also on the can, it says proud sponsor of American Red Cross. Mm. And it says, for more than 30 years, when America has faced disaster, we've stopped production so we can provide clean drinking water for those in need. Hmm. We partner with the American Red Cross and uh, our wholesaler uh, to distribute to neighborhood or to neighbors like you. So this is good news. It's good news. Because now that apparently since you can get this at the store, mm-hmm. that must be that We've solved the water issue <laughs> worldwide. Is um, that how you see that? 
Hummer. Uh, no. <laughs> but I guess the Anheuser-Busch feels safe enough to mm. resume their production of beer instead of water. You probably got supply chain issues of getting this around the world. You know, they can easily divert hundreds and hundreds of pallets of this to a concentrated area. Yeah. A little bit more logistics involved to get it to solve the water shortage, clean water issue across the world. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, Anheuser-Busch in the beer community uh, gets some bad press, mm. you know, and so maybe this is a little bit of good press for them. Yeah, so. I just got to ask, though, how many added sugars in that? Mm. Uh, zero. Yeah, this is just water. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you smash it on your forehead when you're done? I will in a minute. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kill some flies. Um, <laughs> Look for new photos of Bryce soon. <laughs> uh, I have some glasses pretty soon. That's gonna be good. Okay, <clears throat> I want to. I want to talk about something. It's fun. So, I'm trying to figure out where to set this up. So it's been so long since we recorded. I kind of forgot we were even recording. And so you texted me, "Hey, show notes are up. I think you'll like the topic." <laughs> I was like, "I'll look later." Oh, oh, two for one. Oh, two for one fly. Hold on. <laughs> oh, they're both right here. Are they in? No, they're both right here. Oh, there's a oh, bunch. Dang it. I think I did have one and it was in the net. <laughs> dang. All right. Well, oh, and there's. Okay. So he texted me, right? Show, teaser. Here's yeah. a teaser. I was like, I love it. Go I, in. Yeah, because the response he gave me was, I'm busy, basically. Uh, hey, I'm email here. <clears throat> I'm, I'm working. And so I was like, hold on. I, I really wanted to whet your appetite mm. because um, I was pretty confident that you'd be excited to talk about this because this is a topic you brought up a while ago a while when we were ago. talking about this. And I was like, meh, no. And Can I just be transparent and honest for a second? Yeah. It was all I could do to not just reply back with some smirky comment about, like, it's about freaking time. <laughs> I've been talking about this from, I don't know, how long. But yes, I'm glad. Our friendship for you is a lesson in patience. Oh. So listen, just <laughs> <laughs> letting go. Yeah. Breathe in. Yeah. And breathe just out. Just breathe. Just breathe. So I've been reading a few more articles about this, and I it's certainly it. something that we we um, kind of poke fun at quite frequently, but we don't really dive in too much to it. Well, and it's complex. It is complex. And I really don't have, I don't know where I land on this issue. Mm. I know some stuff I feel about it, but um, I just want to, I feel like, okay, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's start with a framework of understanding. Yes. Let's, yeah. Let's Let start me ask the you a question. Go ahead. Do you think it's okay to go out and just trash the outdoors? No. Well, m me neither. What's the solution? Well, that's a complicated question answer, right? <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So the so the there is um, an unofficial eighth principle of to the leave no trace. Yeah. Right. And and that is um, social sharing. It's around social sharing. And <clears throat> I feel like I should have read it a little bit more. I'm familiar conceptually, and I've talked about it quite a bit, but I have not refreshed on specifically reading it because there's a discussion on should this be 
the eighth principle. Well, you know, you may have seen, you know, stuff like Instagram is killing a trail or, you know, social media is like ruining, you know, the outdoors and stuff like that. Um, and and so it's like I think that there's, you know, it, it can be a hold on fly. Ready? Yes, you got oh. it. You had it. He snuck out underneath. Really? Oh. Yeah, because I didn't get my net fully on the table. Dang it. Okay. Okay. Anyway. But, you know, like, it can, and, and, and when people say things like Instagram is killing the outdoors or killing a trail or killing a display, it, that, it, it's a little too far, right? It's, in, is Instagram, in fact, ruining the outdoors? And, and I think the answer to that is no. Not on its own. Not on its own. They're, but, they're always positioned as questioned questions, right? Is Instagram no, killing the outdoors? No, not always. I think a lot of people, it's a sentiment. That there's like, this is, you know, like, did you mm. ever watch the Portlandia episode when the guy, he like, it's the, the episode is called Over. And everything, he gets a new haircut and he thinks he's the only one that has the haircut. And then he sees somebody that some guy and he has the same exact haircut and he's like, this haircut's over, over. you know, the whole episode. Everybody's doing it. You've seen that, right? Yeah. I've seen part of the clip. Yeah. Because yeah. you've talked about it. Oh, <laughs> dude. It's so funny. Well, it's the same, it's a really similar thing, but it's like, you know, you find a cool place, uh, you post it, you tag it, and all of a sudden, everybody and their brother seems to be there every time you go, and now it's ruined. Or you've been going there for 20 years, yeah. and it used to be you could find a place to park mm-hmm. on a Saturday morning, and now you don't even want to go during the week. Right. Because it's too full, yeah. right? Because there's people everywhere. And so, again, like, why, why are there, get it? Yes. Smash it. Smash that like button. <laughs> we got, got it. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We're there. gonna have more flies here because we put out bait for them. People are gonna <laughs> like, like. I was. What I was listening. I was listening to the episode, but I couldn't keep going because you guys kept making so much racket. <laughs> All right. So back um, on your train of thought. So is Instagram. To blame, and I think no, not entirely, maybe partially, right? But I, I think Instagram is not the problem. Is what Instagram is not the problem, right? Can so, we blame them? Sure. sure, they're part of it. But and I'm not, and I'm lump. When I say Instagram, I'm kind of the borderline old guy that lumps them all into the same. Oh category. yeah, like you mean MySpace? Yeah, <laughs> everything. And Friendster, yeah, and all these different, all things. of them. Yeah, okay. The ticks, T- the tick, the ticks. Yeah, the ticks. The Twitters. Yeah, all those. Okay, and and so um, they're not the problem, but they're they're kind of a um, they're contributing to the problem, mm-hmm. right? And so the problem is that um, people are just kind of selfish and ignorant and greedy, and you know they don't tell themselves no or give themselves boundaries and restraint, you know, and so it leads to. It, it leads to, <laughs> flies are dying. It leads to um, what we find ourselves in. It's yeah. a situation where, you know, the great outdoors is becoming a lot less great. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that. <clears throat> not so great outdoors anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, in fact, uh, one of our favorite uh, uh, podcasters, Hank Patterson, did a little bit on the oh, indoorsy yeah. people. Yeah. And, and how everybody's going outside and. And it was just anyway. It's just hilarious. It's a good bit, but it's it's true though. It's like when this last 
you know, 18 months, you know, the government gave us money all these times. And what did people buy? Paddle boards. Outdoor <laughs> like, gear. Yeah. yeah, outdoor gear. Well, because it was also one of the only things that you could go do safely and responsibly. Mm-hmm. And I use the word responsibly loosely. Very much so. But let me just maybe unpack specifically what the eighth principle would say. It would say share responsibly or don't share at all. Don't tag locations. Yeah. Right? Because by tagging locations... Everybody's like, I want to go there. I want to do that. And you can just click one button and it takes you right there to go do it. I think there's also an argument to be made that, you know, uh, social media use can fall under two of the other principles, Mm -hmm. which are leave what you find and be considerate of other visitors. So it's we've talked about this like beating a dead horse, right, for the longest time, like just the way we are in life like you should you should be cognizant of the effect that of how you are being right. is impacting others some people are some people aren't you know people are going to be a jerk in the wilderness or a jerk at the grocery store right so um but it can fall under those two things so this is specifically saying like don't tag your location don't <laughs> share photos of sensitive primitive areas right and it's a little different from you know you go to the state park where everybody knows that's what i was going to or the ask. main lake that's right. off you know, that's right off the highway that's always full and packed and everybody goes there. Yeah. But, you know, be respectful of these areas. And and it's almost like uh, there's arguments to me, and I'm kind of the same way. I don't really know where I land entirely. Right. But there's arguments to be made on both sides. Like, yeah. you know, well, don't share it to protect it. But it's like, well, maybe if I do share it, others will have an opportunity to experience wilderness in the ways that I have or mm-hmm. get to. Mm-hmm. And who would, am I to be a gatekeeper for mm-hmm. that, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So. Well, and, and I guess that was, I was going to ask, you know, so should we never share a location? And I, get, and I think you kind of answered it. It was like, well, if it's something you can just drive past and see from the road, I mean, it kind of seems like, yeah, I mean... People have already found it. There's a paved road right to it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Well, you got some backcountry stream that you got to yeah. hike eight miles to, and it has massive brown trout in it. Like, probably. I won't be, be careful. Sh- of that. I will not be sharing that. I one. think there's been more of a sentiment around mm-hmm. protection of your secret places yeah. in the fisherman community for a longer time yeah. than there has been it's in. Because we get it, Aaron. In, than there has been in like backpacking or hiking or waterfall chasing mm-hmm. right you have a lot of so there's been more of that resistance and feedback from the beginning like right i don't want to call it shaming but really like calling out of people that do that yeah in forums or online it's like you can share the fish you can share the experience right. but try and blur it to a way where it could be anywhere else don't intentionally say this is the spot i'm going to oh you got to go because then all of a sudden the parking lot's full and you can't get in the boat ramp so and that's another thing. Like, there are fishing places that, that oh, you. I got one. You get them. Oh, smash them. Oh, you got out. Got you let them out. There, There's fishing places I'll share, and then there are fishing places I won't. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't have a hard and fast line. You know, I don't have a bunch of secret spaces that I'm, oh, I'm never going to. People go, they go everywhere, right? But you don't have a bunch of secret spaces? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Like, don't press in. Okay, just just keep keep moving. I thought maybe I, I could yeah. find out. Uh, uh-uh. I mean, okay. I don't know. let's just okay. be. Let's just. Hey, what did maybe. I say about our friendship? Here's another exercise in patience. Yeah, here's <laughs> another way that I will address that. Oftentimes, I yeah. will post something that is not very apparent where it might be. Yeah, um, and somebody will say something like, "Hey, where is this?" I'm mm-hmm. like, 
I'm not going to tell you, but I'll DM you or I will take you, you know, yeah. and then I'll kind of enter them in that way. I'm not just going to put it out there for, for that's, everybody else. That's what I'm talking about because you, we do want to share with the world. Yeah. You know, with, and, and when I say with the world, I don't mean through a lens of social media. We want to share our, our hobbies, our passions with people that we know and that we care about because we want to see things handed down. We want to see, you know, uh, the the outdoors activities continue, um, but we also want to make sure that they're there to enjoy. So yeah, so it's kind of like yeah, I want to like people that I know that are friends of mine that are, um, you know, wanting to go fishing or or go places that I've been. You know, it's it's kind of like you give them a little bit, you send them back to do some research or learning, and then when they come back, hey, I did that. Now they're kind of saying to you, I do. I, I'm, it's worth doing the work. Yeah. And then I'm really more apt to share with them. Right? And I think that that's a lot of what we can do one-on-one, but that's also, I don't want to say barriers, but it is really barriers. Like in the past, yeah. you had to look up in a guidebook. You right. had to have a mentor. You had to go along with a friend to whatever area it might right. be, right? Right. Now, everybody puts everything everywhere. You can <clears> click on something and then anybody without any sort of intention or time to learn or research or think about fire, no fire, what am I going to do with my poop, all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. can just hop in their car with the water bottle and flip-flops mm-hmm. and get anywhere right. in a matter of time. Right. Well, we've talked about that specifically, like going to the bathroom in the outdoors, right? It's, it takes a lot of forethought. What do you call the the flower, the native toilet paper flower or something? There was some... Poison oak? No, like... No, you, you were, I was saying I was camping one time, and I'm like, there was toilet paper everywhere. And you're like, oh. Oh, Pacific Northwest toilet paper plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so. It's often, fu- it's often fun when you see like a spot where like, oh, everybody obviously pees there and just throws their toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, for the record, typically not men having a pee using some toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bury that stuff. Or take it home. Anyway. Um, so I do have some questions like, okay, uh, what are the, what's it called? The, the stacks of rocks that you'll see on the river bank. Cairns. Cairns. Carns. Carns. Yeah. I don't know specifically how to say it. So. How, are you talking about the ones that have a purpose? Well, I just want to know cause I mean. Or so the I'm, ones that people make for fun. What's a cairn for? What's the purpose of a cairn? The purpose of a cairn is for navigation and trail identification. Right, so you might have a well-beaten trail or a path that mm-hmm. meanders through somewhere. You might come up to a type of terrain that it isn't apparent, like a rock outcropping. Okay. Right, like okay. oftentimes when you're hiking, you come up to an area, there's a rock outcropping, and like you have to go across it for 75 meters, mm-hmm. and then the trail continues on the other side. Right. Well, those can be used as indicators on each side to be like line up one to the other. Oh, this is the way I go. Okay. However, what they're that's that's a purpose for them. So that's what they were kind of whatever created for. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean I think that's been the intended but use of that. People do this like for fun or whatever. They do it for fun to take a picture. Take a picture. Right? Now put on the gram. Is that bad? So is that because uh, it's like the same thing as like kids that dam up a portion of the river with a bunch of rocks, right? Yeah, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Which I agree. I'm like, don't because do that. Because it disturbs insects. The flow of water. Flow of water. Yeah. 
fish, hydrology, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Let the river do what the river's going to do, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to sit in a pool, go sit in a pool. Right. Well, and and again, it's like, uh, like with the kids, it's like I'm super glad that kids are learning about this and they're 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 experiencing nature. They're learning what you know how to interact with. They're learning what happens when you put a bunch of rocks in front of water and it dams it up. That's I think there are valuable lessons there. Mm-hmm. However, when you're done, it's kind of like do your best to put it back, kind of a thing, or or like break it down. You know what I mean? Because it's gonna, it's like you said, it's gonna change the flow of the river. Yeah, I think so, with the cairns, a lot of the argument against them is, you know, the reason that you don't want to do that is because anytime you're moving a rock, there's yeah. insect life, mm-hmm. there's uh, pieces of that environment, and, and then there's the visual piece right. as well. So you have the impact that you're having on wildlife as mm-hmm. part of it, mm-hmm. and also you're adversely affecting the experience of others because you've taken something that's natural right. and put a man-made sort of monument into it. I mean, where would we be without Stonehenge? So I don't know how. <laughs> I dude, I, That's why I'm saying I'm not settled on it because it's like, okay, you have, let's say there's like six cairns all down this riverbank and it's just on the shore. What's the difference, right? It, it's just there and they're it's, stacked up vertically. So is it is it literally like each of those rocks are habitat for bugs? They can be, yeah. 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 You know, you might have little tadpoles underneath them in certain areas, right? Mm-hmm. You might have little sand shrimp, crab things. But for me, I think the bigger piece of it is that all of a sudden it's like man-made uh, graffiti okay, that's there littering this area. So it's, it's not natural. It's like natural graffiti. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know people that, like, that's one of the main things they want to do when they go out, when they go out to a river. Like, that, that they would go, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's kind of like their little signature, almost like graffiti. <laughs> oh. Huh. <laughs> so you know what, what if mean? they, like, yeah, oh, they yeah, kind of just do this. something, and they want to leave something. What if they just wrote their name on a rock, or etched it out with, a with knife. another rock or something? Or put a, etched into a tree, you know, a heart, and BG plus AG. Oh, I've never done that. Or on the picnic table. Ooh, that one gets me. Or on the trailhead sign. Right, right. I mean, essentially, they're the same thing. They're defacing. It's man making an impact. Like, I think that it's, let's have as little impact as we can on this area. Right. And it's the same thing with the campground, right? Especially a dispersed backcountry site. Right. There might be a fire pit, which is something other people can enjoy, but like... You're probably not going to cut down a bunch of logs and trees and build like a little log cabin and a kitchen and some benches. Right. People do that, but it's like it adversely affects the experience of others. Because when I go out there, I'm going out there for quiet, nature-y experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> I got a friend who does a lot of this stuff, and we don't we haven't talked about it a lot. <laughs> and he always wants to tell me and show me about it, and I'm... I'm not really impressed. Yeah. So do you don't you don't share your opinions with him on that? It's sensitive. It's complicated. I think it's that's complicated. The right. yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> I'm sensitive. Yeah, well, I avoid I mean, conflict. <clears throat> that's okay. I had a I went camping to a dispersed area a while back, and I used to go every year with some friends from high school from the way way back. We just kind of stopped going because they would go down and piss in the lake. Mm-hmm. Can you say that on this show? Do we have to mark this explicit? I don't. I think it's okay. Okay, they would go down. They're like, 
Well, what what's it matter if I piss in the lake, you know? You're telling me all those kids out there in the floaties and the little tubes aren't peeing in the water? Which is probably true. They <coughs> are. Sure. Yeah. And But I don't think that makes it okay just to pee in the lake. And like mm-hmm. They're like, you know, when I would go to the bathroom, I would go across the trail on the other side of the path, away from the water, mm-hmm. go do my biz. 200 do feet that. from the shore. 200 feet from the shore on the other side. Of the, so it's like <laughs> lake, trail. Go on the other side. Yeah. Fine. Right? <clears throat> but it's also, with so much use, you have this impact. So it's hard to be like, dude, yeah. don't don't pee in the lake or right next to the fire pit, you know, or right on the side <laughs> right. of your tent. But it's like, well, everybody else is doing it every other weekend, yeah, and I'm right. not there to pick all those fights. Right. So what's it really matter? Yeah. Oh. So I just stopped going places with people like that. Well, uh, that's yeah. N- that's not helping anything it's either. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Avoiding the conflict isn't the answer. I mean... It helps you. <laughs> it doesn't help the problem, you know. All right. So I'll turn over a new stone. I'm gonna wake up looking for conflict tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let me know how that goes, because I don't know. We'll see. No. So so okay. So getting back to the sorry problem at hand. Sorry. Sorry. Is so so social media isn't necessarily the problem. Those are what the articles would lead you to believe is that is the problem. Correct. We we did. We, we did read a few uh, articles specifically about this, and, and, it, and it certainly villainizes um, social media. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not, and I'm not trying to like let them off the hook necessarily be, because I do think it's contributing greatly to the problem because what we find is, you know, we, um, there are tons of people out there that are ambassadors, influencers, mm. You know, they're getting super important. They're getting paid by companies to produce content. And so so what's the purpose then and I, and of I, them doing that, right? And I think that that's a really important point because it's not necessarily the person who has 300 friends that no. they know all right. their friends, right? Right. Um, it's going to be these ambassadors that have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers right. sponsored by brands right. that are doing something that adversely effects the, the the one that i think about a lot is where you go somewhere and it's like stay on trail sensitive yeah. wildlife area yeah right and you have this beautiful field of wildflowers right well there's this season in the year when that's occurring mm-hmm. i follow this instagram guy who's basically it's like public lands hate you and yeah, he, that's the handle that's, that's the instagram on instagram we'll link yeah. it in the show notes and he, what he will do is he will address exactly that question. So say a lady's out there in her puffy from Patagonia, mm-hmm. sponsored by it at REI. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my hashtag micropuff. But she's standing <laughs> in the field of wildflowers in an area that's like off-trail. Uh, off-trail use is restricted. Right. Uh, so this guy will, you know, he'll, he's... He kind of starts gently, and oftentimes the person will say, yeah, maybe I'm in the wrong there, so I'll take it down or I'll reshoot it or I'll do whatever. Sure. And if, But oftentimes people become very defensive, and they're like, yeah. F you, it's my public lands, and I'll do whatever I want, and who yeah. are you? You're some guy with no followers and just living in the, you know, whatever. And right. As if having followers is gives you value, you value. Inherent, inherently right. more value right. i have more voice yeah what i say is worth more than what you say exactly so just f you buddy right. leave right. me alone i'm gonna do my thing and so you'll see i don't like that aspect of it no. that's why lnt has been hesitant to say 
to engage in this and officially adopt the eighth principles because right. they don't want to endorse public shaming and discord in the manner that this person has. Yes. I think the person has validity to the way that he's going about it right. because nobody else is going about it at all. And so what brand, what responsibility do brands have, right? Like if, if a Patagonia, and that's not a good example because they're not the one that's yeah, We're not trying to pick on them necessarily, right. It's, it's just but a, it could be Solo stove. It could be, you know, it could whatever. be any brand, whatever yeah. brand. Sunglasses. It is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But they, you know, they'll go out there and he'll say something and he takes it to the brand because that brand is paying this person to do something and they should mm-hmm. be promoting the product ethically and responsibly within right. the parameters of what you can and can't do. Right. Because when somebody has a million and a half followers and sees like, oh, that's sweet. I want to go stand in those wildflowers and get some pictures because I'll get more likes. Right. And then I'll be cool too. Right. You're encouraging that behavior, which is right. further causing harm to the environment. Well, and that's the I think that's the interesting part. Does it sell puffy coats? Yeah. Does it cause people to recreate that photo? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. So I'm like, I don't care if they if it you know that picture or a picture like it uh, helps sell puffy coats. Great. Yeah. But the fact is, like, don't do it in a way. That's hurting the environment. Yeah. And that's where I feel like the companies is like, listen, help help take I don't know how many uh, you know, can you imagine how many um well, I'm I'm trying not to say influencer, <laughs> how many ambassadors, right? Mm-hmm. Brand ambassadors, somebody like a Patagonia or a North Face or those kinds yeah. of things, how many they have? They probably have just thousands and thousands, right? Yeah. So whose job is it then? Somebody sitting right? in an office <clears throat> down in Patagonia yeah, to, trying to, to manage these people. That. To be able to rein that in. Send an email. And will they do that? That's the question. Will yeah. they? Can they? Well, I think you could take away a, a yeah. an ambassadorship, right? And to our discussion points earlier, like how much of this is done in disregard versus done in ignorance. Right, exactly. Oftentimes I'll see stuff, another example, like the wildflowers might be, a lot of it gets to be around dogs off leash because dogs off leash can... Mm-hmm. Uh, tramp around tromps around in the environment they can scare wildlife they can Mm -hmm. chase squirrels they can chase birds Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff which seems harmless on the you know on the outset of it well not to the squirrel (laughs) right but how many dogs catch a squirrel but it seems it seems harmless right however when everybody else sees you know oh all these people on instagram don't have their dogs on leash and why should i you know well adversely affecting the the experience of others yeah there's well, and more dog. It, again, is is a dog running through the trail a problem? No, but a thousand dogs running through the trail off leash are is a all, problem. They're are all, going all to dogs the running off leash yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But can some running off leash be a problem? Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah, you know, and that can affect the experience of others for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. So, but if ever if I, the only thing I ever see when I look on the social medias is people having great experiences with their dog off leash. And my dog sucks at being on a leash. I'm like, well, it's fine. Everybody else does it. Right, right. So I was scrolling through um, the Instagram public lands hate you, and mm. I was like, okay, okay, looking fine, fine, fine. And I came across one that convicts me a little bit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How far down did you scroll? I don't know. Many. Ten rows, maybe. Oh. You ready? Okay. Don't feed the wildlife. And it shows a chipmunk. Listen. Well, 
I love feeding chipmunks. <laughs> if you love chipmunks, <clears throat> yeah, you should not feed them. I know. If you love feeding chipmunks at the expense of the chipmunk, you know, that's your call. They do love cheese. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, they might love them in the moment. Yeah. Like if somebody held out a, <laughs> a handful of crack for you. And you didn't know no better. Yeah. You might love the crack. So a cheese but like, is, is that the best thing for you? <laughs> well, the other one that's very common is feeding ducks and geese white bread. Right. I have learned that's bad for ducks. Bad. bad. A lot of people will do it with the camp robber birds. I don't know what they're called. They'll oh, yeah. put something in their hand and they think it's super cute because then I don't they can know get a photo. who does that. I don't know who would ever do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but like, if you love the camp, if you love the bird, yeah. you should probably just appreciate the bird from a distance. Those so ones that... are tough to love because they can be bastards. Yeah, well, can you say that? I'm, I'm used, not sure. I've used two curses on this show. Yeah. Green tea apparently well, is loosening you up. I must need a nap. Man, it's time for a bedtime nap. Anyway, I just oh. I, that's one of those ones where it really does seem harmless. And I've even talked about what does feeding a chipmunk. Um, not for the chipmunk. Well, I, they can't talk, so I've never asked one. Oh, you know, so again, okay. like from my cha- from my camp chair yeah. with my feet up on the fire ring, I'm like, oh, look at this little guy. He's even up on my leg. Well, a lot of times <laughs> you'll see it like in resort sort of places at the yeah, right. That's where urban I, rural interface of like, oh, we have pet deer, right? Yeah. And now they become accustomed. They don't go out and find their own food. Right. They're more likely to be. They're not afraid of humans. Lead to adverse encounters. Sure. And that's not in the deer's best interest. It's great for your social media, though. Oh, man, it's amazing. Yeah. I've got pictures of that. So, anyway. Oh, rock stacking. Did you click on that one? Yeah, I did. I saw it. I came across it. So so that one is no bueno. That's no bueno. These piles of rocks are harmless, right? Nope. Removing rocks from the ground, riverbeds, and lake shores increases erosion, does not adhere to the leave-no-trace principles, and and is illegal on many public lands rem- and removes habitat for sensitive wildlife aka bugs bugs i need those Dude, in the water. you are dependent you want to yeah. you want to you yeah. want to be on the side of the bugs don't so you so i've never made a cairn okay uh, and i will never make a cairn now that i oh. know because yeah. uh, again it just seems like an old, like a huge waste of time when you're standing next to a stream you could be fishing why would I stack rocks on it? You know, yeah. no, I'm gonna fish. And but. I think that it's not out of malintent. No, oftentimes people aren't like, I hate these bugs. I'm gonna stack some rocks. No, they just they don't just know. don't know. It's just ignorance. And and yeah. they're seeing more and more people do it and social media. And so why I want to do it? I yeah. Don't know. So so basically, what what I was trying to get to, we took a little Did tangent. I interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. Um. But social media is contributing to the problem. But what's the actual problem? Is it, is it just corporate greed? Is it, is it um, the, you know, the desire to just make money? And I mean, doesn't it, doesn't it kind of make sense that that's, it's a, it's a capitalistic drive, or it's a, it's a, it's just what makes the mon- the world go around. You know, that 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 churn, that grind. You know, we've got to sell product. We've got to get people out there. We've got to be relevant in the space that people are participating in, which is social media. And and how do we, you know, they're paying these influencers, these brand ambassadors, <clears throat> much less 
than they would to get TV, yeah, advertising and stuff and like get that. Many more eyeballs, yeah. More eyeballs per dollar, right? And so it makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense to these companies. So that's my so it's kind of that's the that seems to be the root issue, right? And so how do you how do you even solve that? I don't I don't have the answer. I'm just saying I mm. have brands that are tagged in a bunch of these photos. Well, I mean, the only way I think I can really do much about it is to not buy that brand, is to vote yeah, with my vote dollar. With your dollars, right? I've never really thought about it this way. <laughs> Lesson in sarcasm. <laughs> I think to your point, like, what is the problem? I don't. I mean, the problem is people are jerks. The people are. The problem is people are. Ignorant. But not all people, right? Not all people by any means. No, but we're talking about certain... the small minority of people, right? <laughs> you got a trailhead where hundred people go up and hike for a day. You know, you might have two people or one person that does something that ruins the experience for everyone or the experience for people down the road. There are many contributing factors, social media, a brand responsibility to purely sell more product mm -hmm. um, and make more money. You know, it's like a lot of these companies, the, it's the, the, the structure on which this whole system is built upon is mm -hmm. not be respectful of others, take yeah. care of the planet, and right. make sure that we make good ethical conscious decisions. Right. It's really what can we do to make more sell more product, expand more markets, Make more money, yeah. Do more damage. You know, no company would say that. But if you look at the results of the mode of yeah. operation, yeah, those are the results. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, I was we were talking about like when, um, when the pandemic hit, and what did people do? They just bought paddle boards and kayaks. <laughs> they went yeah. outside. I mean. You can get into the, I mean, what are a paddleboard, a cheap paddleboard is like 300 bucks now. Yeah, you have technological right. advancements in plastics and production yeah. and supply chain and manufacturing. How 15 years ago, you drive down the road on a sun, summer day, yeah. you don't see many kayaks. Right. Now, you drive down the road on a weekend on a nice day, every other car has two <laughs> yeah. kayaks. Well, and, and I think and too, a paddleboard. here we are in the Northwest, and so it's like obviously were kind of a hot is it not that like that activity. everywhere i don't know i mean i guess i guess that's what that's up to our listeners to help us figure out we've got them all over the the u.s so they can give us comments and yeah. let us know hit us, hit us do up. you do you dm us across the nation do you see paddle boards on top of every paddle boards car? and kayaks yeah kayaks are important ones and too. i love kayaks right i have i have a kayak i have a paddle board like um, ten years ago, a kayak used to cost you a hundred or a thousand dollars. Now a kayak costs you a hundred and forty nine dollars. Well, it depends on the kayak. But yeah, but entry point to get <laughs> yeah, in. So yeah. like all of a sudden now barriers have been reduced. Right. So it's easier to find the information. The cost of getting the equipment is cheaper because there's been capitalism in effect, which has made more companies and more yeah. product, targeting more markets. I think it's good that there's more opportunity for more people. That you can't argue that's a bad right, thing. Right, right. We want people is good. Right. We want people to be out there and care yeah. about the <clears throat> natural world so that we can protect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not everybody's a jerk. I know I said that, but that's not what I meant. Like, there's going to be jerks whether you got ten people or a million people. Right. Right. I don't know. I. 
I mean, I, I, I know how I feel about it. It's really hard to say. I know how, to f- how I feel about it. I just don't know exactly where I land, right? Because, again, if – let's take this as an example. This is where, you know, your, your ethics meet reality here. If there's a piece of gear that I want that I know will, will be the best solution to something that I need for my – outdoor kit, mm-hmm. whatever that is, right? I'm not researching typically, oh, hold on a minute. What's this company's ethics? You know, I, I'm more concerned about, does this piece of gear fix the need that I have? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy that piece of gear. Yeah. So I'm contributing to the problem. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that I'm not excluding myself from making it worse. Yeah. And so that's the I think that's the complexity of this conversation. And again, we didn't necessarily solve it. I'm just I think it's I think it's a valuable thing to bring up. I think it's worth considering your own personal interaction yeah. with yeah. what you buy and how you spend your dollars and how yeah. you engage in the the outdoors. Yeah. But also, like what systems are at play here which are deep root of the manifestations Mm -hmm. of a whole bunch more people, a whole bunch more impact, a whole bunch more jerks, right? Yeah. And that's that there's there's corporate responsibility or there may not be corporate responsibility. I don't think there is. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Well, where in the rules of capitalism does Mm -hmm. it say focus on corporate responsibility? Doesn't really say that. You know, and so you have to have these other sorts of uprisings. You know, it's kind of like often sometimes you'll see like a boycott against a certain company for supporting a certain cause in a certain state or not supporting a cause in a certain state. Those things have to happen kind of grassroots and organically for people to become aware. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about I need to buy a piece of gear, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I could buy it from this company, well, maybe... Part of your research is not really what type of material is it or what's the warranty. Right, right. It might be, well, let's what what's this company doing to be corporately responsible? Right. And are they investing in conservation? Are they investing right. in giving back to nonprofits? And then that might like sway your decision on two equal products. One might be fifteen dollars less, but the other one might give fifty dollars to go plant more trees, mm-hmm. and that's worth it to you. Mm-hmm. Or it might not be worth it to you. But at least right. having some more information, doing some more analysis, and being more intentional with our purchasing right. can help offset those things. I think that we're seeing a moment of a lot of things are uh, shifting in social responsibility, yeah. in corporate responsibility. Um, so maybe these are things that become a part of that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just think it's I think it's valuable for people to just stop and do exactly what you just said. Like just kind of consider what's what's what else is is involved. It's not just about buying the stuff. Um, and and it's interesting. So you'll do this on a budget level when you find yourself in a financial crisis. Yeah. Right. You all you analyze your purchases. But but when we're not in a financial crisis, we just buy whatever the heck we want. Yeah, right? it's the American way. Hey, this is just, yes. hey, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And so I think we're making an appeal to people to like, hold on. Why don't we budget the outdoors? Mm. Why don't we take that kind of a responsible approach to what it is that we're 
be intentional before you're in crisis. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's exactly. not just destroy the planet and then all of a sudden be like, yeah. oh, crud, the ocean level is going to rise. We're yeah. not going to be able to live in 25% of it. Right. Uh-oh, it's a crisis. Too late now. Well, and it's interesting. Like, I have lost track of how many times I've bit my tongue when I'm talking to an old timer in some situation. And he talks about how he used to go out and keep 25 or 30 trout in a day. And they were all over 20 inches, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah when I was in my... I'm like, yeah, the reason that we don't have native fisheries that are thriving mm. is because of that kind of catch and keep. No, no, no. They're, it's these politicians managing, exactly. managing the fisheries. Oh, dude, it's so, like... Oh my gosh! Brilliant. You gotta be you gotta be somewhat tactful mm-hmm. in having these conversations, whether yeah. it's about stuff like fishing or recreating responsibly, just right. the same way you do about religion or politics or the vaccine or whatever. Right. Because if you want to be right. well received and heard and maybe come to an understanding or have an attempt to be persuasive, right? You can't just be flippant and dismissive. Exactly. When your gut reaction is like, "Well, you're part of this problem of why there's no fish." Because that's exactly. not going to be hurt. Yeah, well. and, that, and that's exactly why I bite my tongue. And it's like <laughs> I just usually go like, mm, mm, "That's mm, good story." You know what I mean? <laughs> I've started. I've started using this phrase uh-huh. a lot. What is it though? <laughs> yeah. When somebody will claim something as as fact, like, "Oh yeah, is it? Is it? Fact? Is it though? Are you sure?" <laughs> Start doing some of that, and people don't want to talk to you very long. <laughs> well, I think that it's our public discord has degraded to a fact where we can't disagree right. and have a rational conversation right. and have a difference of opinion and still respect you and love you as a person. It's like, yeah. well, you believe you believe this or that, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. That is. And yeah, it's exactly. sad in this world today. We need to be able to respectfully disagree. And so I guess we're just trying to make an appeal to people. It's like, hey, listen, as we go outside, um, let, why don't why don't we have this family be a family that does this, respect the outdoors? That, this camp family? This camp family. Yeah. yeah. This one. And that we do consider this eighth principle. Mm. And it's like, dude, it. let me just, I think every listener, I think I'm safe saying that every listener of this program is not an influencer. <laughs> and so don't even worry about it. Oh. Just, just post a picture and leave it a picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't don't tag it. Don't hashtag the the, the crap out of it, and where you were. Just be fine with one like. One like. That's we've dude. We are pioneers in this whole scene. I think we need to get those bumper stickers. We do, we do. The conclusion here is one like. One like. People be like, "What do you mean?" No, just me. Just click my eyes. Take a photo. <laughs> Mental photo. It's awesome. So, all right, that's what we got for you guys. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with a friend. Email us questions or topic ideas at breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your topic, we'll even send you a sticker to say thanks. Check us out at patreon.com slash breakingcamp and join the BCP family today. Now get outside and have some fun.